Well, Sean Turner is a professor of strategic communication at Michigan State University. He's also a national security analyst for CNN, and it's a pleasure to welcome him for the first time to MSU today. Hello, Sean. Well, hello, Russ. Thanks for having me. It's, it's a pleasure to talk with you today. And mostly for this conversation, Sean, since May, has been the interim general manager of WKAR Media and the director of broadcasting for MSU. We're going to get to that in a moment, but Sean, start by giving us a little bit of your background and what originally attracted you to MSU? Sure. Again, well, thanks for uh, for having me today. Um, well, as you said, I'm a professor here at uh, uh, Michigan State University, a professor of strategic communication. Uh, I started out as a Marine. I spent 21 years in the Marine Corps, uh, enlisted in the Marine Corps in 1990 from uh, my hometown of Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, you know, I, I went into the Marine Corps with the intent of just spending some time uh, sort of growing up and uh, figuring things out before going to college. But uh, as I said, that turned into a 21-year career. So in 1999, I was at Oklahoma State University, and uh, I met my you know, my current my wife there. And uh, uh, what brought me here to MSU is I remember on our second date some 25 years ago, we were sitting there at a restaurant in Oklahoma, and I remember saying to her, so what's your dream job? And uh, she uh uh, reminded me she, that she had gone to MSU from her undergrad all the way through her PhD. And she said, you know, someday I'd love to go back to MSU and be the chair of the comm department, which is where she got her degree. Well, I just sort of put the comment aside and uh, we continued to date and eventually you know, got married and had kids. And I always said to her while I was in the Marine Corps and as I was going through my career, uh, that when I retire, that we'll go wherever you want to go, that we'll do whatever you want to do. And so I retired from the Marine Corps in 2011, and we were settled in Washington, D.C. She was at George Washington University. Uh, I was working uh, in the intelligence community. And then an opportunity came along. (laughs) Uh, And that opportunity was an opportunity to possibly come here to MSU to chair the comm department. And uh, I said, let's do it. And uh, And so that brought us here. Uh, but I, but I should I should say that uh, I became a uh, a fan of MSU and uh, MSU sort of adopted me uh, early on in our relationship. We actually got married on the campus here at MSU at the uh, the, the alumni uh, chapel. Uh, no, actually, we we got married here at the um, at the greenhouse here just across cool. from our building here at the Commerce at Commerce. Very Eye. cool. Yeah. And Sean, it's, it may seem obvious to some people. What do you mean when you say strategic communications? And describe some of your research interests a little bit. Sure, and thanks for the question. You know, strategic communication is one of those terms that uh, you know we hear th- thrown around a lot in the communication field. Uh, and what we're talking about with strategic communication really is the idea that look, we all communicate with each other on a daily basis in organizations, interpersonally, uh, with family and friends. And that communication is designed to relay a message message between you and I right now in order to achieve some objective. But sometimes in organizations, we recognize that uh, there are places that we want to be in three, five, seven, ten years, and that communication plays a key role in helping us get there. And so when we, when we talk about strategic communication, we're really talking about looking at a vision for an organization, looking at um, an objective, a goal for an organization and developing the communication that will help us achieve the various uh, aspects of that, those objectives or, or those goals over time. Um, 
it's a field that's evolved over the years and uh, one that I really enjoy working in because it involves not only helping organizations get from where they are today to where they want to go, but also involves elements of crisis communication, uh, issue communication, and a range of other things that organizations are dealing with on a daily basis. Uh, So it's a field that's really developing, just something that I've uh, given my entire career to and something I still enjoy teaching uh, and uh, helping uh, the next generation of communicators understand today. And a skill set that will serve you well in this current role we talked about. You now are succeeding Susie Elkins. You're the uh, general manager of WKAR Public Media and the director of broadcasting at MSU. What made you want to take on that assignment? Well, you know, it's an interesting question. I, I've, uh, I've been here for about three years now, and uh, I got to know Susie and the team at WKR quite well at the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. I spent some time doing a show for WKR. Um, it was called uh, COVID-19 Answers and Insight. And our objective with that show was really to uh, bring together officials and authorities from around Michigan uh, who could help Michiganders Uh, with resources and uh, understanding about how to navigate the pandemic at a time when uh, information was, there was a lot of uncertainty around information and there was just so much information. You really needed someone to sort of synthesize it. During that time, I really got to know the team here at WKAR. And I will tell you that um, there was was a synergy uh, that I felt with them right from the start. As, as you've alluded to, you know, I spent most of my career in service, service to our nation, service to our country. And um, I found that over the years that I feel most at home when I'm around people who, um, who are committed to serving others. And so when I got to know the team here at WKAR, what I found was just, was just a great group of people who come to work every day uh, with this idea that there's a community out there that needs information, a community out there that needs support, a community out there that relies on this station and the people at this station to keep them informed. And uh, while it's very different than the type of service that, uh, that that I spent my career engaged in, it's still service to people who, uh, who need your support. And so I felt this natural kinship with uh, the folks here. So we, we did the show and uh, we stayed in touch and I continued to follow Susie's work and the work of the team here at WKAR and, uh, you know, as a fan uh, of them for a long time. When this opportunity came along, um, I will tell you the only thing that gave me pause was the fact that Susie Elkins was such a phenomenal general manager here and it's done such great work uh, that, you know, I, I think you, you got to stop and think about following in the footsteps of uh, someone like that. But uh, at the end of the day, I had a conversation with Susie and with uh, the dean here at at uh, ComArtsI, and what I found was that it's really this. It's really a team that's very competent and very effective. They know what they're doing, and uh, they they don't need me to tell them what to do or how to do it. What they needed was someone to step in and be a leader, and to provide the space for them to continue to serve this community and to continue to do the things that they've been doing for so long and so well in this community. And so I said, Yeah, I'll I'll take I'll I'll, I'll take this opportunity to do that. Well said, John. That is a de- definitely an excellent team at WKAR. And what do you see as some of maybe the challenges facing WKAR, the opportunities inherent in some of those challenges, and maybe some of your goals to meet those uh, along the way? Yeah. So when you talk about challenges, you know, it's, it's interesting. One of the first things I was able to do when I stepped in, stepped in as interim 
was to attend the general manager's meeting in Washington, D.C. And what was really clear in that meeting is that we're at a point, at a sort of inflection point in public media, where um, the days of simply turning on your television or turning on your radio and reaching your audience over the air, um, those days are quickly um, are quickly going to be behind us. Now, to be clear, there will always be people who want to receive their news and information by turning on the television and getting it that way. And we are never going to abandon those people. We'll always be there for them. But what we found, Russ, is that there are an increasing number of people out there who want to receive their news and information on different platforms through different digital means uh, at different times. Sometimes they want it on demand. Sometimes they want it live. Uh, and as I said, they want it They want it many, from many different sources. And we have to respond to that. Uh, so that is a challenge for us. And it's one of the reasons why during my time as interim, uh, I'm very focused on a digital transformation that looks across our enterprise and makes sure that for all of the information that we are distributing, all of the information that we are providing to the community, that we are looking at whether or not um, we are doing our due diligence and and getting that information out in multiple digital platforms and whether or not we're doing our due diligence and determining whether or not there are audiences out there that want to receive that information but can't receive that information because we are not where they are. And so we're really focused on our digital transformation. I see it as a real challenge for us because uh, public radio, public media has been successful in doing things a certain way for a very long time. And we're going to continue to be successful there. But we've got to make some adjustments. We've got to change. I see it as every time I see an, a, a challenge, I see an opportunity there. So clearly there is a challenge there, but there's a really great opportunity for us to not only do better for our uh, for our listeners and for our viewers, but to also be leaders in the public media space with the, with the approach that we take. I'll just uh, say one more uh, point on this uh, as to, to show our commitment to this. I recently, uh, we have recently expanded the role of Brant Wells, who has been our senior director for uh, television here. We're making him the senior director for television and digital operations. And the idea there is that we have one person who uh, is sort of a, uh, umbrella overseer of all things digital across the enterprise to make sure that in everything we do, we're asking ourselves, are we communicating in all the possible channels and are there other channels we should be communicating in? So real opportunity there. Um, some other things we have coming up, uh, as you uh, may know, we are uh, celebrating 100 years. Yes, the, tell us about the yes, century of service. 100 years of service. Uh, at WKAR this year, on August 18th of this year, uh, WKAR Radio will be 100 years old. Uh, is uh, It is a uh, unbelievable milestone that uh, we are going to uh, celebrate by bringing in uh, not only senior officials across the, from across the university, uh, but we're in touch with officials uh, at the state uh, as well as officials across the public media enterprise to come and help us celebrate uh, how far we've come. I, I don't know if, if people know this, but uh, WKAR Radio started out 100 years ago uh, providing agricultural information to uh, to farmers uh, in the greater Lansing area. And uh, uh, over the years, we have been innovators at every turn uh, with the support of MSU and radio, uh, early adopters of television. Uh, WKAR was one of the founding members of NPR and of, of uh, PBS. 
So there's a, an amazing amount of history and, and just a great legacy here at this station. And uh, I just I feel really proud to be here at a time where we're, we're celebrating such an important milestone. And uh, I, I think that uh, as we get out and talk with the community and show the community how far the station's come, uh, that everyone who's ever been associated with this station should feel very proud of the work that they've done over the years. That's that's so cool. And any other particular initiatives you'd like to highlight or things going on at WKAR right now, Sean? Sure. I, I think, you know, as I talked about uh, before, uh, the digital transformation, that one of the aspects of digital transformation I'm really excited about is the work that we've been doing on Next Generation TV. Uh, Next Generation TV uh, is a, uh, a, a, a technology that's been around for a while, but what it does is it gives WKAR the ability to uh, develop a, a, um, a means of communicating with our audience that allows us to go directly to members in our audience with information that is catered to their needs. So we've been working with a partner to develop a couple of different apps. One app is an education app. Uh, and I'll just talk a minute for a minute about that. You know, it's an, an app that would allow us to work with teachers in the greater Lansing area uh, to identify students, for example, who um, may not have access to Wi-Fi in their homes, but they have access to WKAR. What we would be able to do is we'd be able to work with those teachers to provide content to those students that those students could actually interact with. They could engage with the content through their television and teachers could uh, make sure that the lessons they are getting in the classroom are being, re are, are being reinforced when those students go home. And uh, that information in terms of how those students are doing would then be able to come back to those teachers once those um, uh, once those students engage with the data. So uh, things along those lines are really innovative uses of the next generation TV technology. Uh, we're also looking at an application that would help with our fundraising efforts as, one that, as well as one that would help with uh, emergency alerting here on campus at MSU. Uh, and these are all, what's different about these is that, you know, again, they allow us to identify specific audiences and to get information to you know very targeted audiences that's relevant to their needs. So we're excited about that as a technology. We've been a leader in this space. We have an innovation lab here at MSU where we've been working with a partner to develop these apps and to develop the technology. And what we'll do once we uh, have this to a point where we're ready to share it with uh, our partners across the enterprises, we'll go out and we'll talk about the work we've done here and what that will do is, as I said, you know, it, it will allow us to continue down this road of being innovative in the digital space, uh, in public broadcasting across the board, because we will take what we've learned here and we will share it across the public broadcasting enterprise. Serving everyone where they are, how they want to be served. Absolutely. Um, and that's that's something that, um, that's sort of... a part of our, our, our model, sort of what's ingrained, ingrained in what we do here at WKAR. And Sean, when you when you think about digital transformation and the, the both the challenges and opportunities ahead, not only for WKAR, but all broadcasters or just media companies, communications, we all do so much now, but it's changing rapidly. What, what are some things that excite you and maybe some things that keep you up at night? You know, when I think it's a great question, when I think about things that excite me in digital transformation, um, there's an opportunity to grow our audience here. And, uh, you know, look, when we talk about um, public media, um, when you think about 
what our audience looks like. Um, we tend to have an older audience. Uh, we tend to have people who are uh, less entrenched in all things digital. Um, but here's, here's where it gets interesting. When you look at the content that's being developed here at WKR, you look at the content that's being developed by, uh, by PBS and across the enterprise, that content is content that really speaks to uh, a diverse cross-section of, of audiences. It speaks to uh, different communities all across the country. So there's a real opportunity there. We know that we have content that, uh, that will appeal to uh, people who may not be traditional public broadcasting consumers. And so the challenge for us is to figure out how to get that content to them. Uh, we know that once we get it to them, we know that they engage with it, we know that they, they, they like it, we know that they'll keep coming back for more. And so um, I, I, I see this as a real uh, uh, opportunity uh, for us to expand the audience of public, public media. Um, I also see this as a way to uh, serve the community. And we like to talk, we like to uh, refer to this as uh, super serving the community. That is to give them more than what they expected and to continue to go back and to continue to give them more than what they expected, constantly uh, exceed their expectations. Um, so, so we're really going to focus on that uh, as we go forward. Another area that I'm really excited about, specific, specifically here at WKAR, is um, just this week I welcomed a new senior director for diversity, equity, and inclusion, Amanda Flores. Um, we made a decision to bring Amanda on board because we want to make sure that we are weaving diversity and equity and inclusion into everything that we do here at WKAR. And when I say everything we do, that is everything from the engineering team to the uh, content uh, producers to uh, what we're doing uh, on the air. I want to make sure that as we are uh, thinking about our target audience and as we're thinking about growing that audience, that we're thinking about uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. The, the, the last thing, and I just spoke with Amanda about this today, that I, I'll say on that issue is that it's really important to me that we open the aperture with regard to how we think about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, it really isn't about um, looking at a picture of people and seeing people who look different. It's much more about understanding the, uh, the individual experiences that people have had in their lives growing up. Uh, the, the perspective from which they pr approach issues and, and look at issues and making sure that we are uh, welcoming to people as they bring those perspectives to the table. Um, you know, I, I, I can tell people that, you know, I, I grew up, uh, um, I grew up with a very diverse group of friends who all look very different, but our background, our experiences are the same, right? And so when you bring us to a table, if you bring all of us to a table, we may look very different, but the perspective on issues that you'll get is pretty much the, the same perspective. So just because we look different does not mean that we are bringing a diverse perspective to any of the issues. What you've got to look at is uh, not just the way people look, but also their experiences, their backgrounds, and their, their, um, their life to make sure that you are opening that aperture a little bit. Well, Sean, it's, it's been great talking with you and learning more about some of your plans for WK. Or just in closing, summarize kind of what you'd like those joining in on our conversation to know about some of your plans for WKAR while you're leading it. Yeah. Well, I think the most important thing to, uh, to know is that, look, WKAR has been serving this community for 100 years. 
and we are going to continue to serve the greater Lansing community, uh, not only uh, over the air, but uh, out in the community. Uh, We have team members who are going to be out meeting with people in our audience, talking with them, understanding uh, what people in our audience want more of and how we can do better. Uh, That's the first thing. The second thing is that we recognize that um, in order to stay connected with you, we have to be where you are. We have to get information into the channels that you want us to to communicate in in order to to reach you. And so we're going to continue to to work on that. Um, and then the, the last thing I'll say is that um, our objective is to provide news and information that gives gives our, our, our audience a view of the world that they might not get in other places. And we're really going to focus on doing the best job that we can at that. That means that we're going to go out and we're going to find more diverse stories. We're going to find more interesting and informative stories. And we're going to bring all of that to our viewers, our listeners here uh, in the greater Lansing area. And in doing so, um, we're going to continue to listen and and make adjustments where we need to make adjustments. Uh, again, we're here to serve the community and to be a part of the community. And we're going to continue to make that our priority even as we move forward. Well, Sean, thanks so much for sharing your insights and passion uh, on WKAR with me today. Thanks, Russ. It was a pleasure. That's Sean Turner. He's a professor of strategic communication at Michigan State University. And adding another hat right now, he's the interim general manager of WKAR Public Media and director of broadcasting at MSU. Much more online simply at WKAR.org. And I'm Russ White. This is MSU Today.